Welcome to the Therapist on Fire podcast, where I interview leaders in allied healthcare, entrepreneurs, and those on the path to financial independence. In this episode, I interviewed Dr. Mike Chua, author, speaker, and certified dementia practitioner who shared his tips for becoming a self-published author and course creator using virtual assistance to scale his business and building engagement through Facebook Live. Welcome to the Therapist on Fire podcast. I'm here with Dr. Mike Chua, who is a physical therapist, certified dementia practitioner, and also the author of Misunderstanding Dementia. Wait, there's more. He's this chief inspirational officer for TN Therapy Outsource. Welcome, Mike. I'm so glad to have you on this podcast. Well, thank you very much, Emma. Appreciate you for having me in this uh, podcast slash video and uh this show. So thank you very much, Emma. Appreciate uh-huh. you. Well, you are a man of many talents, but I want you to take us back to your story and how you thought of the idea to create your niche in helping people understand dementia. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. You mentioned about talents. I do have lots of talents. You know, first I can sing and then dance and do some uh, break dancing. That's not what we're here for today. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. What was the question again? <laughs> Breakdancing will be on the next podcast you're in. We'll basically share your story of, of how you became a certified dementia practitioner and how that launched you into your whole uh, side business of helping people better take care of people with dementia. That's a very good question. You know, me coming from a different country, I came here in America and they assigned me in a nursing home and that nursing home actually had lots of uh, dementia patients. And then when I got there, they were like never wanting to work with me. And, you know, it's like, gosh, you know, they, they didn't want to see a foreigner like me, you know, they didn't want to see a therapist. They didn't want to do anything. So I said, what is dementia? So I started researching and finally found that group called NCCDP and, uh, you know, took their certification course. I learned a lot, you know, up until now, I, I may have that certification. I'm still learning, you know, just earlier this day, I saw a 55-year-old uh, early onset dementia. And it's just difficult to see a, uh, a patient having that, mm-hmm. you know, you'll do all the techniques that you know, but uh, it's just really hard, especially for the caregivers. And then now I'm seeing that it's not just the patient who's suffering uh, on this dreaded disease called dementia, you know, even the family member. So that's when I started thinking, hey, how can I help also the caregivers, you know, not just the patient. And that that's when I started, you know, writing some stuff, you know, like uh, uh, like a small manual and then came up with a book. And uh, now we have a short course called Misunderstanding Dementia Course. And now uh, we're, we're helping out other people, uh, bring out the best, not only the patient, but also in the caregiver themselves. Just like you, you're, you bring out the best in all these therapists wanting to be debt free. <laughs> well, we all try our best to help help the world and make the world better. Describe the process of becoming a certified dementia practitioner. What does that entail? Oh, uh, it's it's very it's it's quite easy. It's not that bad, you know. It's like a two day course that you go to, uh, but I think now it's just a one day whole day course. Okay. When it was when I did mine, it was like a two day course, and a a C A D D C T whatever you call that acronym 
a certified Alzheimer's disease dementia care trainer. You have to attend that uh, lecture of that certain trainer so you could get the designation of CDP. And that's my next goal there to be a certified dementia trainer so I could also teach, you know, uh, therapists, nurses, and, you know, CNAs and other family members to be a certified dementia practitioner, which is really good. You know, it, it could be an added uh, uh, feature on our resume and at the same time added extra service to our company that uh, uh, we're doing. So Definitely. I could even see you yeah, taking that and consulting with nursing homes and hospitals mm-hmm. and training their staff on how to deal with patients with dementia, because I definitely feel like they have very unique characteristics and you need a very a unique skill set to be able to treat someone with those symptoms. That's right. That's right. You know, Mm -hmm. so you created the book misunderstanding dementia. How did you come up with the unique title? And then uh, how did you just go about becoming a self-published author? Well, we titled misunderstanding dementia because we always misunderstand dementia you know, it's just difficult to understand it. You know, I mean, I can't understand. Up until now, I still don't understand how uh, it happens because majority of these diseases are what you call idiopathic. You don't know the cause. You know, the, person, the patient I saw earlier that I mentioned to you, they don't know the cause. I asked the, the husband, hey, could it be vascular? The doctor said, no, he said. And it, it, could it be uh, a chemical imbalance like, you know, delirium or 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 depression, he said, she said, no. So it's just a, a very difficult disease to understand. So uh, when, when, it, when it, the other question you mentioned about how do we become an author, I have this group called Four to Eight Days Group, and uh, they push you to your next level. You know, uh, in that group, I think just by joining that group, we had, I have like three books now uh, that we're publishing or we published and uh you know sometimes you just have to find a group that will bring out the best in you exactly no i i agree 100 percent. i think finding a mentor or just finding someone who can help keep you accountable is going to help skyrocket your success and make you a better entrepreneur or better therapist because sometimes you know we get so busy we get so caught up we forget and we need to push ourselves. And sometimes you just need someone to push you to that next level or a group, like you were saying, or a mastermind or just a friend or another therapist. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, you also made a course on helping practitioners and family members take care of their loved ones with dementia. How did you describe how you made the course, how you came up with that and any challenges you found when you were making the course? You know what? I mean, everything, we, we encounter a lot of challenges along the way, but uh, there are a lot of different people. You know, some people, they like seeing people talking right in front of you. Some people or client, they want to be seen. They want to hear you in a podcast like this. Some clients or patients, they want to see you in the video, like, you know, telehealth or whatever. And some clients, they want to read a book, you know, want to see the actual book and hold it and then you know literally look at it and some people they want to read it in a in a tablet like an ebook or something like that which we also have and some people they want to see a video uh, a course out of it so uh having a business like that having multiple different uh, forms of information for your clients 
I think that would be really good, you know. So, so we have a book, a physical book, an ebook, or you know, tablets and stuff like that. You know, we conduct different uh, live courses uh, on the different nursing homes or assisted living, and of course, the actual course. So. That's the value of the mastermind. They'll teach you that. <laughs> no, I think you're right. You know, you, you've done a great job of scaling your business. You know, you had this great idea to help people understand and treat dementia. You created a book first, correct? It was the book first? Mm-hmm. It was the book first. So you created yes. the book. And then basically the book was your textbook. It was your guideline. And yeah. then you probably just broke down exactly what you did in the book in mm-hmm. the course. And there you go. And then, and then those same topics those same skills you can give to someone if they need that one-on-one hand-holding and more personalized information or questions. So it's it's like really you only need to hone down on one niche, one really massively important idea, and then you can scale that and create many different resources from right. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's right. That is very, very smart of you. Now, because you've done so many different things, the book, the course, give us a little tip on tech. What kind of tech are you using? Anything you'd recommend for a, a new entrepreneur trying to get into making a course or for self-publishing? First of all, you need to surround people. You need to surround yourself with good, encouraging people because you can't do everything. We're all therapists here. Our specialty is actually taking care of patients and bring out the patients and uh, bring out the best in them. I mean, not all of us know how to open up a website. Not all of us know how to, you know, do WordPress or, or whatever, or Kajabi or whatever you call that. So the key here is finding people and learning how to delegate those difficult jobs and you do the best. You, you do what you do best. So just like being a therapist, you know, you do the evaluation, you do the discharge, you do the reevaluation, and you delegate the treatment to your assistants or to your techs. Same thing in doing our business. You know, uh, if you want to open up a, a website, don't mess around with it if you really don't know. You know, uh, delegate it. Find somebody that is really an expert on how to do it, and then you do what you do best. Like if you like writing. If you like uh, creating a course or talking right in front of a, a of a, an audience, do that and then delegate the tech to uh, your VA, your virtual assistant, or to anybody else that is really, you know, uh, uh, an expert on that field. You know, same thing with doing household work, you know, uh, or, or some mowing the lawn. So uh, delegate it. Learn how to delegate so you don't die. <laughs> no, I think that that's great advice. A lot of new entrepreneurs are trying to do everything. They're trying to make the website, uh, do Facebook, do Facebook Live, videos, all these different things, make the book course. And it's overwhelming and right. it's time consuming to learn because all these different platforms have a different learning curve. And mm. that learning curve can be very long. And so I think you're right. If you, you're, you are the content you focus on the content and then have someone help you distribute the content and it's a lot more scalable. You can live your life. You can not be burnt out and then you can actually grow your business potentially faster, faster than that. Exactly. No. So speaking of a virtual assistant, how did you find your VA? 
I have uh, actually two virtual assistants that works for me, and uh, I found them through Upwork. I don't know if you know Upwork. You know, there are a lot of other certain freelancing website there like Upwork or uh, Filipino Jobs Online, FilipinoJobs.com or something like that. But I prefer doing the business with Upwork because it's so much user-friendly mm-hmm. uh, and it's much easier to work around with it. You just have to find a really good one that will really actually uh, bring out the best in you too. You know, somebody who is knowledgeable enough and uh, somebody really that will bring out the best in you too, you know, because uh, if you get a cheap one, you, you know, you get what you pay for. So if you get a cheap VA, you'll get a cheap result. If you get a good paying VA, you know, you, you get a quality VA. So same thing with the therapy world, you know, if we give, a really low salary to your therapist, you know, guess what? You'll, they'll give you a crappy job. Same. So just like hiring a VA. So I recommend going to Upwork or even Fiverr there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. Fiverr, you know, I get some, you know, small jobs there, uh, like, you know, creating logos or creating t-shirt stuff or for your merchant account or whatever. Now, when you hired the VA, did you go through an interview process with them? How did you, uh, or an onboarding process? Yeah. I mean, there's a series of questions on Upwork. You know, you can, you know, check there. Hey, this, I want somebody who is locally based here in the U.S. And I want somebody based in India or based in the Philippines or based in here and there. And then uh, you also want to screen if, you know, uh, if they are really good in their job because previous bosses can rate them there. I don't know if you've seen, if you've hired there. I've not. So, but I think it's extremely important for people to know how to, how to hire a VA, because I think that's one of the barriers to probably mm-hmm. scaling businesses that people want to hire help, but they don't know how to hire help. And they're afraid that they're going to hire the wrong person. You know what? The key, the one thing that I really notice is that uh, we have a hard time letting go and trusting other people, you know, letting go and trusting other people uh, off your email account or your Facebook account. I'm like, so I don't want somebody uh, logging into my account. I mean, you don't have to, there's technology for them to come in and log into your account that they, they don't have to see all your messages or something like that. And that's the purpose of having a mastermind group. They will teach you the step-by-step, Hey, this is how to hire a VA. This is how you look for a VA. This is the apps that they can use. So, they can access your account. They can access your credit card stuff. They can access your Amazon stuff or, or whatever, your, your, your website, without you being worried that they can read your emails. And, I mean, they can read my emails. I don't have, not, I have nothing to, <laughs> to hide anyway. So they read my emails. So they're the one who's re- replying. So, you know, uh, if you are a good person, you have nothing to hide. I mean, you have nothing to hide anyway to your employee. So... Okay. Two more questions about virtual assistants, because I know this is something the listeners are going to be very interested in, if not now, then Mm -hmm. later in their business. You said something about cool apps to connect them to various accounts. Can you spill the beans on one cool app you recommend? There are a lot of apps that we use. One thing that my VA, that's the reason why you really need to hire a good VA, because they'll be the one who will tell you what kind of app that is applicable to your current situation. My, my, my first VA, she wanted me to use Todoist. 
So that's a to-do list the app, you know, we're in, I send her a, a link to my to-do list account and then she'll do it. So to-do list. Now my new VA right now, uh, her name is uh, Tasha and she wants to use Asana because it's a, a very complicated uh, uh, to-do list system. So I don't know if you've heard that. It's called Asana, A-S-A-N-A. Okay. And there are a lot of, uh, uh, what do you call this? Uh, windows that they can, uh, check if they've done this part of the website or if they've done this uh uh emailing thing so it's it's a very good uh, uh app for them to to do so great to be, the va needs to know the app and then they train you you know so they need to be really adept in all those uh app before you before uh, you hire them Okay, so there you go. That's the screening process. So whoever's listening, make sure that your VA is knowledgeable in some sort of application or some sort of process to make sure that you are more streamlined. If you're spending all your time teaching the VA, then you're not you, your business is not growing and that's not, not the point of the VA. The VA is there to guide you and help make you more productive. That's right. Last question on the VAs, what are some typical tasks you would assign to a virtual assistant? One of my VA, uh, she does all the calling for me. <laughs> you know, you know, she calls all the patients for me. You know, hey, uh, Doctor Mike, will will go there to your house, et cetera, et cetera. He'll come in around this time between nine and eleven, and then she'll put all those uh, schedule on my Google Calendar. And uh, I mean, I, I can show it to you. There's patients name there. I was supposed to show it to you but anyway. And then you know, she'll put down the names there and put down the instruction. Hey, she agreed between nine and 11 and this are this, this and that. So that's one of the tasks that you can assign to them. Another task that you can give is uh, actually, you know, creating your website, obviously, you know, uh, Facebook pages, you know, so those are one of the things that you need to find on your VAs. You know, they're, they should be really knowledgeable when it comes to social media and, uh, and really personable actually, you know, and, and sometimes I really like them because uh, they will be the one to call my patients. You know, <laughs> I don't have to worry about calling them every now and then. So that's really good. Definitely. No, it seems like it takes a lot of the the small tasks, the simple tasks. So think of any sort of simple tasks you could do that doesn't need a lot of clinical skills or yeah. a lot of really important decisions. So the small decisions, the emails, the phone calls, just the simple messaging, scheduling that you can assign to a virtual assistant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Right. Now, I want to go to growing your business. Now, you are what I consider a Facebook Live master. You mm -hmm. short little Facebook Lives. If anyone hasn't seen it, you can go to Mike, uh, Dr. Mike Chua's uh, Facebook group and our Facebook page. And he does little, little snippets on helping you understand how to care for people with dementia. So Mike, you have to tell us your secrets to your car setup because he does it in his car. Yeah, I do it in my car. Well, first of all, a lot of people would ask that. Why do people do it in their car? First of all, it's quiet. You know, it's enclosed. You know, you got a good background enclosed thing there. And secondly, most of the time you get all those crazy ideas when you're driving. I mean, when I'm driving, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to Debt Free PT podcast, you know, uh, Therapists on Fire podcast. And uh, it gives me inspiration right there and then. 
And then when I'm listening to that, oh, I said, I got to share this to my to my group, to my listeners. And I tried to not really twist, you know, I tried to correlate it for my target audience. So if that website group or if that Facebook group is talking about dementia and I tried to correlate it with dementia patients or dementia caregivers and everything is more like interrelated anyway, if you're listening to a church podcast group and you can apply that uh, advice to a caregiver group, you know, if you're listening to an inspirational Michael Hyatt or Dan Miller uh, podcast, you can actually apply that to, to whatever, just try to change uh, the words and, uh, and, you know, encourage them. So. No, I think that's great. I think one, so a couple takeaways from what you just said is have multiple social media platforms. You know, you Mm -hmm. have your website, but you also have Facebook and now you're branching out into the Facebook live uh, videos, which are very high ranking. And then finding inspiration from other people and finding it in books, podcasts, and, and being creative with how you can spin that to your target audience. That's right. I think that's that's right. I think that's very creative. I want to move now into two more topics. So I saw on your website that you also do coaching and telehealth for patients and family members that have questions about dementia. Can you describe how you came up with that idea in the process? Actually, I partnered up with uh, Blue Jay Telehealth. Uh, They made me like a regional sales manager, whatever here in Tennessee, unfortunately I haven't done any sales for them yet because I just can't focus on it. Hello, if you're listening, uh, you know, the president, if you're listening, I haven't had any sales yet, but uh, the original goal was to, for me to just get the software and pay them uh, monthly uh, because I'm using Zoom, like what we're using right now. Uh, but when I Googled Actually, not Google, but when I attended the the SSPT Nation, I don't know, I'm plugging it in, Greg Todd, (laughs) Smart Successful Physical Therapy Nation. When I attended that uh, mastermind group, they offered uh, uh, the Blue Jay Mobile Health because it's really a fancy uh, mobile thing for physical therapy. You know, there's an artificial intelligence and everything. So I said, instead of me using Zoom, regular calls like this and recorded calls, I said, let me try that. And that's what I've been doing now, uh, using that. But actually, I haven't used it uh, for the AI because I don't I do not do an online consultation. I just talk to them like this, yeah, uh, like a casual uh, conversation, nothing really physical therapy connected, you know, nothing shoulder range of motion, no knee range of motion thing. So... Uh, I think I'm going to go back to to using regular Zoom because it's, uh, you know, uh, easier to use. But the good thing about that uh, Blue Jay Health is that there is that AI. Mm-hmm. So if you guys need to, you know, if you're an outpatient clinic, uh, check out the Blue Jay Telehealth. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Excellent, um, you know, tech advice there. And I think, you know, it's just one more example of how you can broaden your reach. You went from a book to a course and a website, and then now to coaching. And I think maybe you just need to hire one more VA. <laughs> Some other therapist, you know, that, uh, uh, I forgot that group called, um, the telehealth group. Yeah. Uh, With Rob Vining. Rob, 
they're doing good. And I think, uh, I don't know who posted it. They said that they're sending some tech to do the therapy with them while they're doing the actual video conference. So that's much more uh, affordable. So that's a good uh, uh, extra additional service that you can give for your outpatient clinic. So. Definitely. I think branching into telehealth and coaching and consultation is mm-hmm. the, that's the next wave. That's how we as therapists either become solo entrepreneurs and branch into our own business because the, the startup costs are so minimal. You just need a computer. We all already have a computer. Yep. We all already have earbuds or headphones. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that usually can be a very nice mic. You don't need a special microphone. No. You've got the setup right there. And then you just need a little software that has maybe HIPAA compliant software. Yep. And you're ready to go versus the startup cost of an actual clinic. You have rent, utilities, secretaries, the overhead. So telehealth and coaching is the wave of the future i 100 percent. that's right, that's 100%. right. You know, one of my good physician friend here in a hospitalist he said he's earning more calling patients over the phone uh it's called teledoc he uses mm-hmm. teledoc software to do consultation he said he's just at home so I would love to work from home. That would be pretty nice. That would be a dream job, right? That would be my dream job. Yep. Amen. Amen. Now tell me a little bit about how you became the chief inspirational officer for TN Therapy Outsource. Our goal for that uh, TN Therapy Outsource is actually to provide the staffing services to home health agencies, which I'm doing right now. I'm doing home health for, for different offices, for different companies in the it was Bert Devera. He's my coach when it comes to this, uh, to that business. Basically, the concept is you provide staffing services to different agencies, and you do the eval. I'll do the eval, and then you send your PTAs to the treatment, and uh, that's where the money comes in. You know, you're earning money passively when you're sending your PTAs. So you're basically, you know, billing. Uh, the same amount of uh, per visit every time your PTA is, you know, uh, doing the the visit. So you're earning money from there. So you don't have to worry about dealing with Medicare because it will be the agency who will be dealing with insurances. You're basically just doing staffing for that uh, agency. You're just basically finding the the therapist and then finding them a position and mm-hmm. and then you get a small portion of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Is that hard to for someone maybe interested in a staffing agency or interested in that? Is it hard to get started in that route? No. There's nothing hard if you <laughs> if you focus on it and you wanted to do it, you know, I think that's the only limitation that we have as a in general as a in a, in, a, in our therapy realm. A lot of people are just afraid to get out and branch out and get out of the comfort zone. We're so enclosed in our comfort zone that we don't want to get out and start our own business or, or write a book or, or, or whatever, you know? So I think that's our goal here, you know, just getting out of that comfort zone. Who would have taught I'll write three books and I don't even know how to speak English. Well, <laughs> you know, who would have taught I'll, I'll speak in, in front of, you know, hundreds of people almost every month. I talk to different assisted living and nursing homes and because I just wanted to get out of my comfort zone. So there's nothing really hard, you know, starting. I mean, it's 
just Google. You got a VA to help you out. <laughs> Google and VA. Yeah. Those are the two things. Those are the two things. And and you're exactly right. Like we put limitations on ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. Take those limitations away. Yep. And then you just see where it goes. Trial and error. You know, it doesn't have to be free. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So what are some of your greatest highlights from all your various entrepreneurial and and different businesses? What would be some of your highlights? The greatest highlights is actually the failures. And, you know, it's, I mean, having a business, opening up a business, coming here in America, it's not always fun. It's not all, what do you call that? Roses or whatever or beauty and, and whatever you call that in, in, in the American language. But the highlight is actually the failure because once you failed and learn how to get up, that's when you, that is where the highlight is. You know, it's not, it's not how many times you failed or fallen or, or got bankrupt or whatever. It's how many times you get up and do this all over again. And, and that's our, 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 that's our challenge for everybody who's listening right now. You know, the Therapists on Fire podcast, you know, in order for you to be on fire, you have to go down first and fail because that's when the actual real success comes in. So, yep. So that's the highlight of my career. I failed a lot. <laughs> I was rejected several times. I was, uh, yeah, I failed a lot. I failed all the English exams. I failed uh NPTE. I failed. Uh, I got rejected to come here in America several times. Got refused a visa. You know, uh, I got. I, I haven't. I haven't been fired. You know, but I got rejected in job interviews. And if we, as therapists, you know, and, and stop trying to push forward, we won't succeed. You know, same thing with our patients. You know, if you're a therapist, you're listening right now. You're a therapist, obviously. If you try one technique to your patient and it didn't work, will you stop? You know, for example, you're doing range of motion and stretching and, and that didn't work. Or what kind of manual therapy and that didn't work. Will you stop? Will you discharge that patient? No. You'll find a way how to take care and, and try to compensate and bring out that best in that patient. And same thing with trying to be debt free. Same thing with trying to start up a, a business. You know, don't let it stop you. You know, just keep moving forward and, and, and that will be the great highlight of your career. Uh, a massive, massive statement right there. I agree a hundred percent. I think everyone is saying no to you every day. And a lot of people can, can start getting that in their head, but you have to change your mindset and don't listen to anyone else. When you're starting a business, there's going to be a lot of failures. There's going to be a lot of people that are, are maybe not supporting you how you could, how you want to, you know, whether that be family and friends and it's you, it's a lonely business. And that's why I think you need to have the mastermind or mentorship to help guide you. But don't let those no's stop you from moving forward. I, mm-hmm. I agree. And look where you are, Mike. I mean, you've ha- came through so many obstacles. I can't believe that. And that now you're here, multiple self-published author with a course with many different businesses. So, I mean, you're the example of don't quit, don't stop. Well, thank you. I feel like I'm, you know, but I'm not. We're not, we're just all the same here. You know, we're yeah. all regular therapists trying to survive and be debt free. Yes, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I know that you juggle with 
working as a therapist as well as the many businesses. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs, when they start, they're doing the same thing. They're trying to juggle being a PT, OT, speech therapist, or whatever uh, therapist they are, as well as trying to run their business. Do you have any tips or advice for someone that is managing working full-time and also running a side hobby or side business? The key here, you know, we already talked about it earlier. The key here is learning to delegate. You know, if we don't delegate it, it'll be very, very hard, you know. So, you know, just like in a, you know, if you're working in an outpatient clinic, you've got the, you got the receptionist, you know, and then you've got the, the biller, you've got the, the PT assistant, you got you as a evaluating therapist and you cannot do it all. If you're going to do it all, you're just going to burn out and you're just going to give up. If you are a starting entrepreneur and you want to, you know, start your own business, you have to find ways on how to delegate the, you know, the simple stuff, you know, find the VA, you know, uh, find somebody that will answer the phone. I mean, it doesn't necessarily, uh, to be a, a, a actual person, you know, you can have Google voice to answer your phone or some, uh, or whatever, you know, I have this app called sidelines. It answers the phone and, 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 and texts the patient automatically. I don't have to worry about it. So yeah, that's another tip there, sideline mm-hmm. app. So it's free and there's an option there. You can have your VA answer it or you can have somebody uh, 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 answer it for you. So yeah, learn how to delegate. Delegate, definitely, definitely. And then one last question. I know I've, I've asked a lot about advice, but one more advice question. What advice would you provide to those thinking about journeying into starting their own business or starting their own uh, self-published book or course? What would be your advice to new entrepreneurs? The advice, we, got, we just got to go back to Michael Jordan. <laughs> just do it. You know, just do it. If you really, if you're stressed out and burnt out and want to get out of whatever your situation right now, just do something about it. If you are not part of the solution, you are part of the problem. If you're just complaining and complaining about all this stuff, about your life, about how stressful Medicare is, you know, how stressful insurance is, you know, TRICARE, Humana won't, won't pay for this and that, and you're not doing anything about it, it you know, you just get stuck there. But if you just find a way and just do it, you know, find a good coach, find a mentor like Emma Shapiro, you know, or or whoever, you know, find a good group that will bring out the best in you. And that's it. You know, just do it. Because if you find a good group that will be a, a what you call liability partner and they will call up on you, they'll call on you. Hey, what's going on? I mean, where are you at now? And uh, they'll tell you. They'll tell you, just do it. Same thing with your when you're treating your patients. You're bringing out the best in our patients, right? You know, for example, hey, you, your knee range of motion is still not normal. What are you going to do? Are you just going to look at it? You know, no, you just do it. You just tell them, hey, just do it. You know, do your exercises. Do your home exercise program. We're all a coach here. We're, we're all therapists and coaches. But the key here is you may be the best coach. You may have the best coach that you hire, you know, Emma can be the best coach in the world. I can be your a good coach for you, but you as the player, you actually have to hold the ball, catch the ball, hold the ball and actually shoot it yourself. And that's where it comes in. You know, uh, you have, you just have to do it, shoot that ball 
and be that therapist on fire. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. So many great tips, advice, technology. Amazing. Where can people reach you, Mike, if they want to learn more about you, if they want to learn about your um, book, Misunderstanding Dementia? Awesome. Yeah. They can reach me out at my website, drmikechua.com. You know, if you've got any patients or clients who are suffering from dementia and they need, uh, you know, a free ebook, they can download the free ebook. Uh, on that website. It's free. Obviously, it's free. You know, if they want to read it on Amazon, it's I think it's a dollar. Or if they want to actually buy the paperback, it's that's like three dollars. I don't earn anything from it. Royalties probably a cent or two. It's just the print cost. And the course is actually $37. If you have a patient who really needs it, you know, just shoot an email to Emma or me and uh, we can give out a free uh free course on it to, you know, uh, the goal here is to not really make big money out of it. The goal here is to help out other people and bring out the best in them. You know, I know it's still a business, but uh, when we help, you know, when we help enough other people get what they want, we get what we want. So that's our goal here. So I agree with that. Thank you, Mike, for being so generous with your ideas, with your time, with the book. And I think that's so kind of you to provide the book and the resources for free for patients who and for family members who really want this because that information, it's really life-changing for them. Definitely. I'll put all the links below in the show notes. And I thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure, Mike. Thank you again, Emma. I appreciate you. And uh, go therapists on fire. (laughs) I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Therapists on Fire. As a special gift to the first 50 listeners, you can use the code FIRE to get 50% off of Mike's course on understanding dementia. Just go to drmikechuadpt.com. This course is perfect for any practitioner desiring to further their skills in treating patients with dementia or if you are a practitioner who works with dementia patients, this would be a great course for those patients and family members to really help them learn additional strategies for care. Thank you so much for listening to the Therapist on Fire podcast. You can find the show notes and special offers for this episode and any other episode at debtfreept.com slash podcast.